Welcome to the LU Moment. Thanks for listening. I'm Shelley Vitanza, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University. And each week, we showcase the great events, activities, programs, projects, and people at Lamar University. You know, a lot of research happens at Lamar University. In fact, one of the reasons LU built the Science and Technology Building, an 85,000-square-foot state-of-the-art building with lab space and maker space and lecture rooms with scientific equipment and technology, is to support interdisciplinary research and provide students and faculty alike with space to create, invent, explore, and, of course, research. And it is happening. We got word this past week that Daniel Quise, Quisp, I believe I'm pronouncing it correctly, one of the out, is an outstanding honor student at Lamar, and he was accepted to participate in the prestigious Posters on the Hill conference in April in Washington, D.C. This event includes a presentation at the Capitol in front of policymakers and other congressional meetings, and it is a very rare privilege for any university to be invited to this event. So we're very pleased um, with Daniel, and uh, usually just one university per state is invited any given year. So a very prestigious position, and we're excited that Lamar University has been included and recognized for its ongoing research. Uh, Speaking of ongoing research, we have uh, with us Dr. Vinaya Manchaya, Professor of Audiology at Speech and Hearing Sciences there at Lamar University, and he is currently conducting research about tinnitus, or a buzzing or ringing in the ear. Welcome. Thank you. Glad you're here. So is this a, a prevalent issue? I mean, are a lot of people have buzzing or ringing in the ear? Yeah, it is a highly prevalent issue. Uh, you know, if you look at the general population, uh, 10% of the population will have some kind of ringing or buzzing on an ongoing basis. Ongoing, yes. all the time. Uh uh, not all the time, but, uh, you know, they may notice it every day or, you know, every few days. But some people may have it all the time. Uh, but it can be more prevalent in some people. You know, if some people have some kind of hearing problems, if they work in noisy situations. And also, um, uh, tinnitus is the uh, the leading cause for uh, compensation, disability and compensation with veterans. So it's quite really? a prevalent, uh, you know, condition in general population. Do, do we know the cause? Uh, well, there are a series of causes, um, um, you know, exposure to loud noise, uh, you know, taking some kind of, uh, you know, uh, medication. Uh, lots of things ca- can cause this, but uh, we still don't understand why some people who have tinnitus are bothered by this compared to, you know, some people who have the tinnitus but not bothered by or this. Or not bothered. Yeah. yeah okay. So. so people are are bothered by it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and so you're doing um, research not to cure it but to help manage it. Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. And, uh, you know, it's uh, you may have learned that uh, there is no cure for tinnitus as of now. But uh, that doesn't mean there is no help. There are lots of different things that people with tinnitus can do to live better. And um, the strategies that uh, are proven to show a lot of benefit are uh, are based on what is called as cognitive behavior therapy, or in other words, CBT. So Mm -hmm. that's what we are offering, uh, you know, uh, the strategies based on CBT. But the interesting thing about our study is we want to offer this uh, via online. You know, traditionally, you have to go and see uh, a clinician right, who is uh, right. trained, uh, whereas in this program, uh, you can do this uh, in the comfort of your home, you know, just using the Internet. Really? And so how long does it take and and what all is involved? Well, the first, uh, you know, this program is for uh, those who are involved uh, in those who have tinnitus but have, uh, you know, significant uh, uh, problems like you know, difficulty concentrating, 
uh, sleeping and so on. So it, it really disrupts their daily lives yes, and activity. Yes. So if and do you qualify them? I mean, do you talk to them and qualify them, or is this all online as well? Well, we have a series of steps. You know, the first step is, uh, you know, they need to go to the website, www.tacklingtinnitus.org, which provides uh, detailed information about the study. If they think, uh, y- you know, it, it appeals to them, then they can register and complete a series of questionnaires. So that's the first step. Got it. And following that, we review this detailed questionnaire and we have a telephone interview uh, to make sure that, uh, you know, we understand the condition uh, clearly. And if they qualify, then we put them on in an eight-week program. So during these eight weeks, they get uh, each week they get uh, different things to learn. They learn about what is tinnitus and what is causing it, and how to manage this. You know, they learn relaxation techniques. They learn uh, to change their uh, view towards tinnitus. And uh, we have studied this uh, in the past in many studies, and uh, we have seen a, um, a significant change in in the tinnitus-related distress. Uh, you know, as a result of undergoing this program. So what kind of distress can it cause? I- I'm just curious about that. Um, how does it impact people? Um, well, people with tinnitus uh, uh, tend to have higher anxiety, mm-hmm. higher depression, mm-hmm. more sleep problems, and also reduced quality of life. Yeah, so I would think that they wouldn't be as social and they wouldn't want to get out and, and do as much, right? I mean, um, too. Uh, no. There is actually less, uh, you know, we have not seen much of an issue with uh, social activity, but some people can be isolated as a result mm-hmm. of uh, tinnitus. Mm-hmm. But I think it's more internal in the sense it will start, it may, for some people, it may start to affect their daily life. You know, they, they may lose interest and in, in work and, uh, you know, right. especially if they're not sleeping well, that will have major the, consequences on and, their life. And with withdraw. So. And so what is your what is your hope with this study? I mean, mm-hmm. and how many people do you need? Uh, well, first, uh, you know, let me tell you about why we want to do this research. Okay. First, uh, you know, we there is no cure for this condition, but there are proven strategies that can help. But depending on where you read and uh, where uh, where you hear, you hear uh, a lot of different things that may help. But the problem is, a lo- uh, many of these uh, what uh, management strategies that are available online, they're not evidence based. That means they're not scientifically proven to benefit. Um, so we want to develop a therapy or a strategy that is, you know, scientifically proven to benefit a, a large number of people. So that is number one. Number two, why? Um, uh, there is actually, uh, it's not easy to get reimbursed for uh, tinnitus management through your insurance. Right. So this is why there is an issue of affordability and accessibility. Uh, so we want to use the Internet as a medium because we can uh, treat a lot of people with limited amount of cost. Uh, so this is the main reason why we want to do the study. And currently we are uh, we uh, just completed a pilot trial where we tested about 30 people um, in, in a small group and we seen really good results. Now we are doing a larger study where we want to enroll 200 people into this uh, uh, program and uh, administer an eight-week program and see how they respond to this uh, treatment. Well, and what, wait, what I think I'm hearing you say is mm-hmm. that if you bring some scientific evidence mm-hmm. to this type of cognitive behavior therapy, mm-hmm. then um, maybe insurance would pay for it. Is that the, a long-term possible yes, exactly. result? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, we want to develop a, a, <laughs> an alternative therapy that, uh, y- you know, that, uh, that is scientifically proven, evidence-based, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that... Uh, you know, the, it becomes a part of the healthcare where you exactly. know, insurances recognizes it and then pay for these kinds of services. Perfect. It's volunteer. It's free. Yeah, it is a free program. Uh, all you need to do is to just go to the website, www.tacklingtinnitus.org. And uh, we have a detailed information about the study. 
and uh, if you have any questions you can write to us and uh, you know following the questionnaire completion we'll of course have a telephone call perfect very very good thank thanks. you so much for being here and telling us all about that yeah, thank you for having us very very important research at lamar university that will impact uh real people in real time so that's uh it's that's important lamar university is a good partner to the community and um, is really helping people. Thank you. Okay, every spring, big event happens at Lamar University, and that event is coming up. It is Le Grand Ball, and it is a function of the Friends of the Arts. I have uh, with me in studio is Kara Hawthorne. She's chairing this wonderful event. That's kind of a it's kind of a culmination of everything that's good about the College of Fine Arts and Communication, right, Kara? It is. It's wonderful. It is a fundraiser, but the funds that we raise go directly back to the College of Fine Arts and Communications. It goes to help support scholarships for students. Um, It goes to support supplies, guest speakers, trips. Anything that is not in the university budget is what we raise money for. Typically, in the last few years, we've raised about $130,000 from this event. Wow! So it makes a tremendous impact in the community and especially at Lamar University's um, College of Fine Arts. And it's a really different event. I mean, we've got a lot of events in this town, but there is nothing like Le Grand Ball because you have this art component. Well, really, you have the arts. Um, there's always some type of entertainment, but we've got the culinary. Uh, the food is always fa- fabulous. But then we have this gigantic art show. So can you, you start with that? Because I think it starts before the actual event, right? Yes, absolutely. So Le Grand Ball has gone back, I think, almost 50 years. And every year has a very unique theme. This year, our theme is an evening in Tuscany. And so we try to focus the entire event around this theme. So we will s- begin the evening with an amazing art show at the Art Museum, which is right there on the Lamar campus. It features art from um, local artists, student artists. We'll have sculptures, um, uh, print, um, photographs, paintings. It is amazing. And all of those items are those um, uh, art pieces are auctioned off and they also um, go into our fundraising efforts. Then we will move to um, an evening at the Setzer Center where we feature vocalists this year. We will have um, uh, students from the um, opera theater who will be performing. We also have student musicians. Um, We have people who um, are students who work in the theater department who will help us with lighting and design. Uh, We also have an amazing uh, dinner, as you mentioned. Um, It is a wonderful evening. It is a fabulous evening. really does showcase every aspect of the college Um, a formal event it is it is a formal event this is an evening where you can dress up and honor the college and also um, just have a great night out Um, it is a very elegant evening Um, we have a very elegant dinner um, drinks dancing Um, it is probably one of um, the most fun events in the city as I would really is (laughs) glamorous fun and uh, just a showcase of the arts. Now, the, doesn't the art exhibit, can people begin to see the art on display sooner than the event, which is we haven't even talked about the actual date, but can't people get into the Dishman and see the art and begin to bid on it early? Am I making that up, Karen? Yes. No, okay. I believe you are correct. So the art will be displayed at the Dishman Art Gallery, as we mentioned, and um, the event is March 28th. So in the evening, it closes for the event, but I believe um, the days leading up to that event, it will be open for public viewing. 
That's wonderful. I've picked up a few pieces of uh, great art at that event, and um, it's really just, uh, I mean, it's outstanding because you get to support uh, an art student and, you know, the university at the same time and those scholarships and um, um, conferences and different things that the students can participate in. And then you have this beautiful piece of art in your home. Oh, yes. And many times the artist is there standing near right, um, near right. their piece and they can explain um, all the details, their thought going into it, um, how they used, you know, mixed media of, or, or um, just traditional art supplies to, mm-hmm. to create it. Um, but it's a wonderful opportunity for you to meet the artist who created. What inspired them Absolutely. and all that kind of thing. Okay, we always honor someone in this year I feel like it's long overdue. Absolutely. We're honoring David Cargill and, of course, Sandra Clark. Can you talk a little bit about each of those individuals? Yes. Um, David Cargill is an amazing artist who is right here in Southeast Texas. And his work's all over town. Absolutely. And his work is uh, all over the world. Yes. Um, But you've probably driven past or seen um, some of his beautiful sculptures. Um, A lot of them are made from bronze. Um, He has a beautiful display at St. Jude Thaddeus um, Catholic church there are many of um, his sculptures there Um, but I think most people will remember um, the Mirabu Lamar um, sculpture that is um, just kind of the focal point on the Lamar University campus right in the quad it is and that is um, one of the features of our invitation and our save the date and things that you can see on the website um, which is lamar.edu slash Ball. Okay, and then Sandra Clark, just an amazing um, person here in town who's probably chaired many events. She has. uh, She's a big friend of the arts. Oh, absolutely. If you've ever gone to any art art event, you have seen Sandra Clark. Um, She is an amazing patron of the arts, and she is also a vocalist herself. Uh, So she is a wonderful community artist. We're looking very forward to this event. People can get more information, lamar.edu forward slash Ball. Absolutely, yes. Okay. I um, Now, if the cookies, you had some cookies, if those are any, um, <laughs> <laughs> some Tuscan cookies, uh, if those are representative of the food, it's going to be fabulous. I had a little preview of the cookies, and they were so good. It's, the food's amazing. Thank you, Kara. really appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Did you know that the Lucas Gusher blew on January 10th, 1901? It blew for nine days from its death of one day. Depth of 1,139 feet at 100,000 barrels per per day. We'll be celebrating this with a major event this year on October 10th. Mark your calendar now. The Spindletop Gladys City Museum is on the Lamar University campus. Hey, thanks for listening to the LU Moment. We really appreciate it. I'm Shelley Vitanza, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University, which is the pride of Southeast Texas.